Welcome to Oy Vey Isn't the Strategy, Success Solution for Work and Life, with Deborah Grayson Regal, a Jcast Network podcast. For more information about Jcast Network, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Hello, and welcome to today's podcast. 25 Questions That Can Dramatically Improve Any Relationship. I'm your coach, Deborah Grayson Regal. If you know anything about me, you know that there is one sure way to make me angry. It isn't to deny me a Reese's Peanut Butter Cup, although that would get me pretty frustrated. It isn't to make sure that my favorite socks haven't been washed and folded, although that would make my feet pretty uncomfortable. The surefire way to get me angry, frustrated, and crabby is to be late. Now, I must say that I come by this honestly. I come from a long line of compulsively early people. Both of my parents are compulsively early. I am married to somebody who's compulsively early, and I often joke that if my husband weren't an early person, I don't know that we would still be married anymore, which, come to think of it, is no joke. That is how seriously I take being on time. One of the great lessons that my father taught me along the way, as somebody who fought his own struggles as a compulsively early person in a frequently late world, is let's say you show up for a meeting 15 minutes early, and that other person shows up 15 minutes late. You're really only allowed to be mad at them for the 15 minutes they were late. You can't be frustrated for the whole half hour that you've been waiting around. you got to own part of that. But a big part of understanding this lesson is recognizing that, for me, being late is one of my hot buttons. How do most people find this out about me? Well, they find it out about me when my usually cheery demeanor seems to have evaporated after the 10, 15, or 20 minutes that I have spent waiting for somebody. Just last week, I had a meeting with a client of mine, and my client showed up an hour late. Now, even somebody who doesn't have the same commitment to being prompt and on time would recognize that an hour late is a little bit extreme. But I have to say my reaction at an hour late wasn't too much more dramatic than my reaction at 10 minutes late. So being late is a hot button for me, which means that I have an overreaction to lateness above and beyond what quote-unquote normal people would have. What do I mean by normal people? I don't mean you. No offense. I mean people who don't have lateness as one of their hot buttons. Every single one of us has certain things that drive us crazy. And the fact of the matter is, is usually it takes waiting for somebody to violate or press that hot button for them to find out. And so one of the things that occurs to me as a coach, as a mom, as a wife, as a friend, as a daughter, and as a person is that Asking somebody what their hot buttons are is a really good way to establish a relationship. I I love the phrase, start as you mean to go on. And I learned this phrase when I was the mom of, I think, probably two-month or three-month-old twins, and I was trying to figure out how to get them to go to bed so that my husband Michael and I could finally go to bed. And I had picked up a book, I think by somebody called The The Baby Whisperer or something like that. And while I don't remember an awful lot about what they said about feeding the babies or, or putting the babies to bed or diapering the babies or amusing the babies, I do remember that phrase, start as you mean to go on. 
Basically, what start as you mean to go on means is that whatever pattern or behavior you establish should be the pattern or behavior you'd like to have continue for as long as it serves us and serves you. What I find is that in many relationships, both personal relationships and professional relationships, something rocky tends to happen at the start, and it requires an awful lot of course correction as you go on. So one of my all-time favorite tools that I use with my individual clients and in training sessions is is a document that I put together called 25 Questions That Can Dramatically Improve Any Relationship. Why do I say any relationship? Because most of the questions in here can be appropriate for or be rewritten or reworded to help you manage professional relationships, relationships with volunteers if you work in a nonprofit organization, as well as relationships with people in your personal life. And the idea behind these questions is that many of them can be asked at any point in your relationship, whether you've just started working with somebody, whether you are 10 years into a marriage, when, whether you're 25 years working on the job, these questions are appropriate. The other thing that's really interesting about these questions as well is that the questions provide a framework for opening up a a staff meeting, opening up date night with your spouse. They provide a really good insight into what it is that somebody might want from you. Why do I have these questions? Well, what I have found, again, both in my professional life and in my personal life, is that too often we assume somebody knows what we want or what we think, and quite often it's based on what they want or what they think. And so these 25 questions help us really understand what is important for somebody else, what's really going on in there, so that we can have healthier, stronger relationships. And I'll let you in on a little secret. For a long time, I really thought that I understood human behavior. Well, and I do because it's a big part of my job. But I realized that there's no way that I could ever be an expert on on what somebody else is thinking. Why can I not be an expert on what somebody else is thinking? Two reasons. First of all, I'm still learning what I'm thinking. So every time I start to think that I'm an expert on my own mind, I find some exception to the rule or some perspective that I hold that actually surprised myself. So if I can't be an expert on what I'm thinking, how on earth can I be an expert on what anybody else is thinking? And the same holds true for whomever that anybody else is. Chances are they're changing their minds, they're changing their perspectives, they're changing their feelings, so they may not be as big an expert on themselves as they think they are. So if we're still learning about ourselves all the time, As much as you may think that you are an expert on anybody else, we are all evolving. So the questions that I'm about to share with you are worth asking once, twice, and maybe even three times. So, you ready for 25 questions? All right, I'm going to share them with you, and I invite you, if any of these strike you, pause the podcast and write it down. I promise I will be here whenever you return. Okay. Here are 25 questions that can dramatically improve any relationship. Number one, what do I say or what have I said in the past that you have appreciated the most? Number two, what do I say or what have I said in the past that makes you uncomfortable? Number three, how do you argue or disagree most effectively? Number four, 
what disagreement approaches won't work well between us? Number five, what happens if we can't agree on something important that involves both of us? Number six, what should I never say to you, even in frustration? Number seven, what might I say or do to get your attention about something urgent if the other approaches I've tried haven't worked? Number eight, how might we take responsibility for our own communication and our own actions and decisions rather than blaming one another? Number nine, how long are we in this type or stage of relationship for? Number 10, how might our relationship evolve and change over time? Number 11, how much room or license should we have to ask each other to change? Number 12, what could be the early warning signs that something in our relationship is in trouble? Number 13, what can I do to make your day? 14, how do you like to receive both positive and constructive feedback? 15, what are your hot buttons? You know mine. Number 16, what can you say to me before I've set you off? Number 17, how would you like me to remind you about my hot buttons? 18, what's the biggest lesson I might be able to learn from you? Number 19, what's the biggest lesson you think you can learn from me? Number 20, who do I remind you of? 21, what does that bring up for you? 22, what do we do if we're both having a bad day? 23, what happens if I get discouraged about something in our relationship? 24, what about our work together is likely to give us a recurring problem? And 25, what about our work together is likely to change both of our lives for the better? So those were 25 deep, insightful, inquisitive questions that can help improve any relationship. And here's how you might use these 25 questions. Well, here's how not to use these 25 questions. Don't hit somebody over the head going at them again and again like the Spanish Inquisition, asking them all of these questions in a row and demanding that they have an answer. You might approach somebody at work or somebody in your life and ask them one of the particular questions. So I love the question, what's the biggest lesson you think I might be able to learn from you? That makes both people feel good. As you know, I'm a big fan of the hot button question. So you could ask these questions as it seems natural for them to come. Maybe share this podcast, the link to this podcast, with somebody who you think might have some questions for you. Maybe type up a couple of the questions and bring them to your next staff meeting. Maybe cut the questions up into little strips of paper and put them in a bowl at your Shabbos table or put them in a bowl in your office. And when people come in, they can come and ask a question or answer a question. There are lots of different ways to use these questions, and I think one of the most important things that we can do with the question is not assume that somebody's going to ask us these questions. 
unless they're listening to this podcast right now, chances are it's not going to occur to somebody to say, ask you, what have I said to you in the past that you've appreciated the most? How might our relationship evolve over time? What can I do, dear listener, to make your day? What can you say to me before I've set you up? Who do I remind you of and what does that bring up for you? Nobody is going to ask you those questions. So what I encourage you to do so that you can really take ownership of your relationship is to figure out which of these questions you wish somebody would ask you or had asked you and answer it for them anyway. What would that look like? Well, in my case, it means that I don't wait for somebody to be late and I don't wait for somebody to ask me what my hot buttons are. When I start working with any new person and particularly my clients, I let them know how I feel about lateness and that if they're going to be late, I ask them to let me know in as much advance notice as they possibly can so that I can take responsibility for managing my own actions. If I waited for my clients to be late or if I waited for any of my clients to ask me, so Deb, what rubs you the wrong way? I'd be waiting a long time. So for any of these questions where you feel like the answer to this question is so fundamentally important to your personal or professional relationship, don't wait for somebody to ask go ahead and answer it. I want to thank you for joining me on today's podcast, 25 questions that can dramatically improve any relationship. Thank you for joining me. And one of the wonderful things about a podcast is that you can listen to it on your own schedule, not mine. So you will never be late. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Oive Isn't a Strategy. We invite you to write a review on our iTunes page and comment on our show page at jcastnetwork.org slash oive. The opening and closing music for the oive podcast is Responsibility by Naomi Less. Her album, The Real Me, is available on Amazon, iTunes, and CD Baby.